Welcome back to Into Delight, a different life story. Or shall I say, my steps to sobriety, because we're going to change our name again and go back to the origin, because Into Delight is exactly where my guests have been and where I've been in the darkness. And Into Delight makes so much sense to me. But it can be a bit confusing. And so we thought now it makes it easier for people out there to find us hear our message and hear the messages of all those fantastic people that I bring onto the show who who have transformed, who have changed their lives uh, and are now living lives that they are just so proud and happy and, and you know, <laughs> the complete opposite of where many of us have been or maybe where you are right now. And that's the reason that you have that you have come here onto my YouTube channel or into my podcast. So welcome. You're in a good place because we're going to talk some some very honest and, and open discussions here. And I hope you can you can see that there is hope, whatever you are going through. Okay. And today is another fantastic day because I've got Philip Mangan with me. Philip is the wellness wingman for women who uh, who struggle and who are overwhelmed and I think, oh, yes, I want to live a healthy life, but bloody hell, where to start? You know, juggling life is, is for every person is a challenge, okay? So let's be quite clear about that. So it's really, really cool that I've got Philip on my show here today. And so he can share his, his way, how he got his act together and is now teaching others to do the same. So welcome to my show, Philip. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it, is, it is an amazing story for all of us when we get our shit together and turn our lives around. And it is, uh, it is such a oh, liberating, liberating mm -hmm. thing to actually do some real spring cleaning uh, and doing that in our lives. And then suddenly get the clarity to actually say, wow. I agree. And I agree. It's uh, it's honestly, I think until you do that, you're only halfway living. Isn't it? When you when you when you start opening up and clearing things out, that's when you actually feel feel life on a greater scale. So I think you're you're fully living when you do those things and you and you're actually putting forth the effort. Isn't it? And for a long time, I lived a life where I, there was probably, there were not many self-help books or, or DVDs or things that I probably didn't watch, you know, the Tony Robbins, I had all the CDs and, and it is, so I went all down that route, wellness, yeah, great, great ideas. And I typically did so um, with a glass of wine in my hand. Or, <laughs> yeah, it was the, it was sort of the, the, when I look back, it was such a oh, craziness. Uh, this, uh -huh. So part of me strived towards towards getting my shit together, but the reality was so different. <laughs> so yeah, you you're laughing. <laughs> was there a time in your life where that maybe was was the same? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That's why I'm laughing. I mean, it's it's easier to. I mean, you can get all the books you want, and you know, listen to all the different things. And I mean, that won't 
automatically change you. It's just like, it's just like buying a water bottle and then thinking that you're going to be more hydrated just because you bought it. You actually have to put forth the effort <laughs> to, to drink the water and refill it and keep drinking the water. And, um, and that's, and that has to be the desire, the goal. And you, and, and I think a lot of people are disconnected to the greater goal. They want to do it. The idea sounds nice. Um, we all have a little ounce of desire, but we don't know how to fully act on the desire properly to um, get to that point where wherever we want to go. Um, for me, uh, yeah, there was many times in my life where, I mean, the, the biggest struggle for me was, I think, when I went to college, I, I never really did a lot of partying before I went to college. Uh, I don't think I even really drank during high school. But when I went to college, it kind of was like, All right, I'm away from home. And I kind of just went crazy a bit. And I mean, I guess crazy a lot. And just really got big into the party scene. And, and I think it was more so because I just felt com like felt like I had friends and, and more social. I was more social and doing all that stuff. And then even just became a part of my lifestyle. And then when I graduated college, I, I think by doing college the way I did it, focused on mainly on partying, I think it was a reason, the, one of the reasons why I was focusing on partying was because I never really clearly knew what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, and I think, to be honest, if I was to dissect that on a greater level, it was like, if you don't have this like clear vision of how your life goes, it was never like in high school of like, I want to go to this college because I want to do this or this and that. It literally was just like, okay, well, that's what you do after high school. You go to college. And so in college, maybe since the drinking took hold, it didn't help me get clear by any means. It, if anything, it numbed it more. So when I graduated college, it was like, wait, I have to go do this thing that I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just because I need to make money. And I didn't really like that idea i i never really kind of was drawn to doing some sort of nine to five job and when i got out of college i worked a couple random jobs here and there but i still kind of lived that college lifestyle to be honest it was kind of like just a means to you know surviving as far as you know making money so i can continue to, to partying because i stayed in the college town and then when the economy got really bad and 2008 I got laid off from the job that I was in and I created a party bus business with um, the unemployment money I was collecting from the government and it was kind of uh, something that I kind of just took a gamble on I didn't really have any plan of what I was going to do with it but at the very beginning it just was more of a means to continue to party and so like I just continued from the time I went to college for you know like a strong nine years up into that point where I was just focusing on the partying, the destruction in my life, but I didn't really kind of see that it was that bad because my friends were the same way and the, everyone that I was surrounding myself, the environment I was in, it just kind of just felt like this is normal. And uh, when I created my party bus business, you know, like I said, at first it was just, you know, means to party but then i saw that there was an ability to kind of grow it and i put forth effort to it and we expanded it more and more over the years but i did it for seven years and i think it was probably about in about four four years into the business where 
I just got to a point where I was just sick of myself, um, sick of what I was doing. And there's many times throughout like that period, you know, period of my life where I would sober up a bit and life would smack me in the face. Like, you know, I would feel depressed. I would feel, oh, what am I doing with myself? And I don't even know how to navigate out of it. So boom, the next night comes around, you're drinking and you forget that feeling. And then it kind of was like a cycle you know, over and over again, you know, some days it would creep up, some days I'd just um, be able to push it down easier. And I did that back and forth for so long, kind of like what you, like when you describe like watching Tony Robbins with a glass of wine, it's like, you have this desire, you want to change, but you don't know how to completely change. And it's like the best way to put it during that time in life, I was moving one step forward and then two steps backwards. And it was just like, uh, no. Uh, no. And I was just kind of teetering, teetering between these two worlds of like, this is how I've defined myself for so long. And this is how maybe I kind of want to become. I don't know what that means, but let's see where, what I can do. And the, the clearer I got, you know, in slowing down the drinking, that was when I was able to kind of refocus on hey this is this feels right this this actually speaks to me oh I saw that this was something I was doing before that I didn't notice because I was you know numb so I think when you're in that it, it's it's normal like because when you're in that kind of state of mind for so long of this is who you are and this is your lifestyle it's hard to see the way out and it's and that's the thing. I think most people, they don't have anyone that's going to, I think people, and this is what I thought. I thought someone was going to pull, pull me out. I was just hoping someone would pull me out that something would happen and magically I'd be pulled out of it. Like where, um, my life would change. And that's just definitely, uh, not how it works. <laughs> Yeah, funny that is, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, so, but, uh, did you expect it to very come? <laughs> but, I, I think I was, you know, what I was expecting for is like, because I think, I think a lot of people, you know, you know, I am a model now, but I think a lot of people put this uh, in my head of like, hey, you should become a model, and then I would say, hey, well be my manager and go get me signed. I don't even know where to start with that. And it was, this is like when I was at the peak of my drinking and craziness and, you know, thinking like, okay, well, my life could change to, to that, but I'm thinking, Hey, you, you do that and you take me out, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so that, that's the best way to the analogy I could put it because actually I was able to get out, but I actually did take myself out and become a model. And I saw how much, effort it had to take out of me to do that you know i remember pretty well when i was living the quotation mark party bus lifestyle um it was it was such a weird time but even then when i was living in 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 that madness uh in university it was cool whilst the party lasted but like you, it, there was every morning I had actually to wake up. And in your case, you saw immediately the consequences of having been at a party because you had to, to clean up the vomit in your in your bus. And you, you yeah. saw sort of the, 
you probably had the, the kind of, oh my God, because I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't see that until later on though. I think uh, I, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't see it as clear until later on, like right. until I, cause I don't think you actually realize things until you sober up a bit and see other people partying <laughs> right. and when you're sober because then because then you start seeing like wait this is how i act when i'm when i'm uh, drunk oh, or this yeah. is what i do and the stupid things so i think oh, yeah. it took me a couple of years to actually be like oh like this is how i am and this is not how i want to be and yeah no fair call fair call what did it take to change or was there a dark night of the soul or was there what was the catalyst that actually changed you what was the 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 moment that you actually had the first real okay we can't continue like that uh well i mean i probably had that so many different times i think it was i think it was i think it was building for a long time there was there there's many moments that i let slide i think to where They were warning signs and I just kept kind of not, um, I don't know, not absorbing them in the right way. Kind of just, hey, that's a sign. I'm going the opposite way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. Um, so I think finally enough of those signs came. And the, the best summary I can give you is uh, in 2013 for eight months I lived on one of the buses we turned into uh we turned one of the buses into an RV lived on one of the buses for eight months for those months we were traveling across the country and by the end of that trip when we were driving back across the country from California to Florida I remember thinking to myself I want to I want a house I want to get out of this bus and I don't want to live like this anymore and I didn't know exactly what that meant I just knew I was sick of what the repetitive life cycle I was doing and I think that was after coming off a like a a crazy trip of four months it's not like we were partying every night but it was just you just get worn down and then the people that you're around I think it was a lot of it was seeing some of the people that um that I called my friends acting in certain ways that I just didn't agree with anymore and I think that was part of the push as I don't I want to start maybe separating myself from these people a bit mm. because this is not going to help me get to wherever I want to be and and kind of get out of this madness so that was probably the the very very first like greater desire of wanting to change um, my life around a bit. And I think, and to be honest, and I'm sure you you know this, it's like all it takes is that little, little ounce, I think, and you have to connect with it. And I think, mm. uh, you know, sure, like this idea of you wanting to change is good, but I actually was connected to that moment of, hey, I'm sick of this shit and I wanna, I wanna get going and, and change, change this around. And, that's all it took you know you put it out there in the universe and then you put you keep putting forth effort no matter what happens um over time even if that effort is a lot of failure you know i tried to try to get give up like alcohol many times as far as like hey 
I don't want to go out and party. Uh, next thing you know, I'd find myself partying again. But like, I never stopped hmm. having that desire come up into my head because I kept it. I kept it clear. Um, so I think that's where it starts is finding that that way to connect to that desire you want, not just doing something because you know this sounds like a good idea. Just like I mean, you can say, hey, like this. I wanna I wanna lose fifty pounds. This this like that sounds nice. But are you willing to do the put the effort in to change that? You know, not a lot of people are willing to put the effort in to change that. That's why, and I think that's why um, a support system is one of the best things you can have during any time of change because then you feel a bit more confident that you can do it. Hmm. You know, it's it, I, if I would have had someone helping me guide me out of there at that point, it would have been a lot easier. I had to go. I had to go through the crap to get to to where I am now. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. It is. There are several steps there, isn't it? The first of all, in in those seven years, even if someone had come to you, and, and maybe people did, maybe your parents did, and and spoke up and said, "Hey, man, uh, is that really where you want to go? Is that really your life?" And you would have probably hand on heart said. Yeah, maybe you're right, but yes, it is my life. <laughs> so yeah. there's this complete denial for such a long time in many of us. And then finally, you have to, to accept that you can't continue like that anymore. Mm -hmm. So until you come to that point, whoever comes into your life and, and reaches out to give you a helping hand, you wipe that hand away um, because it's just you're not ready. So there is that. And then it's quite interesting to hear you saying that you you we're waiting for other people to give you that helping hand. Um, there is often this, this kind of expectation that's that, you know, oh, you know, I've deserved it. I deserve to be better. So you help me now to get better. And it doesn't really work that way, does it? It is if you actually, if you, if you have your own skin in the game, then you're actually far more interested. So if I give you a perfect program for free, then you say, yeah, that's a nice program. And if I actually make you pay a, a nominal charge for that, you suddenly have money in the game, literally. And suddenly for the same program, you're far more interested in actually making it happen. So it's that basically that taking action, taking and be involved and actually finding your why to start off with and then finding the how and moving through with that and then suddenly you get the what uh, out there and that is that's exactly what you're what you're preaching so i'm just rephrasing it a bit so yeah. it is an absolute beautiful beautiful thing and i, I love it uh, i love to hear that you had to grow deep inside in maturity, in, in emotional maturity, I guess, and uh, to yeah. before you actually were able to see that that there is a life out there that is that can be different. And here you are, because I mean, you were you were always a sportive guy. You were always a uh, uh, you you said you looked after your body, so there was this kind of double life you were living, and that is that is bizarre. Was there a particular sport that you liked? Uh, well, when I was growing up, I I loved to to play basketball um, and soccer. I think uh, those were the two I played a lot when I grew up. And then it's funny uh, when I got to college and started getting into the partying, I just stopped 
you know, any sort of like activity like that. And then, um, then it's, then it shifted over to the gym more of like, Hey, I want to look good, you know, for girls or something like that. And, um, and then I just started, I think from there, that was really the starting point of gaining more knowledge in how to work out and, and really kind of better my body in certain Mm -hmm. ways that I wasn't looking at before, even with eating, you know, when you're making your own meals, you start kind of looking at what you're eating a bit more. Mm -hmm. But I mean, honestly, none of that really came more like my health was probably never to the point where, um, like where I really started to grow until like, I think I graduated college Mm -hmm. and, there was a point in time, like a little lapse in between when I graduated and I was working at a company that I had to kind of, and I was dating a girl. So it was like, not really, I wasn't really partying as hard or anything like that, but there's a little kind of good, like almost a year period in there where I had a really kind of normal schedule and I was, you know, eating well. And, and I saw how much that was able to make me the you know, better and how like just overall feeling and all that. So I think it kind of lingered in that a, ma- a little bit, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta kind of really focus on, you know, Hey, is this, is it, am I doing this? Like would I do this if I really love myself? I think that's the best way to put it is that it, it is a, the mm-hmm. most like bottom line thing I can kind of give is like, Hey, is this channeling love or is this channeling like kind of like destruction in a certain way? And I think when you can kind of weigh those two, like you look at, I'm eating this for what, what reason am I eating this? Because I'm mm. avoiding other things or what, what reason am I doing this? Cause I'm avoiding other things. Well, that's not really giving myself love. Like you might think you might think it is because you're like, but actually you're just doing it because you're avoiding something. You know, I think giving yourself love was actually kind of taking the time to not avoid and to dissect. And that's so beautifully said, isn't it? It's so beautiful. And it is, and we have to say that that to feel good is 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 a, a wave of chemical reactions that that wash over you. So there is the serotonin, there's the dopamine, there are all these beautiful, beautiful substances that that soak our 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 neurons up there, and suddenly you got that emotion of ah, oh, I feel good. The problem, of course, is you've got so many false friends. So you have got the the alcohol, which is very powerful, but that's the numbing. So even if you were now to stop drinking, and you haven't dealt with the underlying problems, you will still reach for that little bit of cheesecake which in turns into a quarter of a cheesecake and then half a cheesecake and mm-hmm. come on who wants to have these these leftover crumbs that's the rest of the <laughs> cheesecake <laughs> so okay and why do you do that because you've got the sugar rush that gives you the dopamine you've got exactly the same the same things you've just changed from from one destructive lifestyle to the next destructive lifestyle. So the cross addiction is so huge. And that's that's one of the curses. When you are an addict, and one in three of us are, um, that that it is very easy for you to, to just switch over, uh, not dealing with the underlying problems, but you just keep keep chasing that high and mm-hmm. and, and a quick upstroke of the blood sugar. Well, that gives you a high. That it makes you feel good. Thirty minutes later, yeah, because you're in some, 
Exactly. Your insulin is basically hitting home and saying, whoa, that's far too high blood sugar. And then you dive low. And so your blood sugar goes lower than normal, which makes you feel tired, fatigued, and makes you feel like crap. And surprise, you want to eat more. Or again, get out of that pain that you have actually instigated. And it's yeah. just crazy. So that's where the nutrition comes in. And that's where you, suddenly you're, you're focused on some very simple steps can be such a powerful thing and i think in your program that is that is exactly where you are going so if 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 people are coming to you and what is sort of the, the your structured approach what is how do you how do you give give people hope if well, they're if they're finally ready to take it yeah well i make sure um you know just to give you a little bit of brief summary like i don't work with everyone I have them fill out a questionnaire and I don't think they're going to be committed. I don't, I, I'm basically, I'm not going to do you any good because if you're not committed and you can have me around, you're not, you're not going to get anything because you're not committed to it. You're not really going to get anything out of it on the grander scale. So basically you're going to be throwing away your money and I don't want to just take your money. I want to, I want to change your life. Um, and a win for me is seeing you succeed. It's not, hey, how much money I can make, you know, this and that. It's like, hey, are you happy? Are you feeling better? Are you reaching your goals? Um, so I'm, you know, I kind of gauge, you know, if this person's actually actually committed and I do that through a questionnaire and then I have, offer a free um, consultation and, you know, I talk to and try to get to know you and see if I think that is, but if, you know, if I do think someone is committed, the first thing to actually helping them is let's look at your schedule. Let's, let's look at what you have going on because most people have a very busy life, whether you're juggling kids, work or other responsibilities. So why don't we get you to feel more in control? Let's rearrange some things. Let's get you on a a proper sleep schedule, mm. you know, that's, that's the four foremost thing I do. Like, okay. Like that is the main thing. If you're not rested, you're not going to have the energy to do the rest of the things you want to do, mm. you know? So let's get you rested and let's organize that your sleep schedule, your, in your morning routine and get you started on a good foot. Because when you get, leave that house or even maybe in your house, you're leaving, you're leaving and you don't know what's going to happen. So why don't we try to harness the time that you have in the morning that maybe be by yourself, hopefully, because you wake up, you'll be waking up earlier than someone. I mean, this is the ideal, you know, thing that I try to get people to do is the morning thing, because I think when you start your day off on a good foot, you can go and handle the rest a lot better. But so honestly, the, the schedule is the foundation. It gives you the, the feeling of control. And I feel like when you actually have that control, then you can start taking the time, organizing your time a little bit, and then you'd set time aside to gain that clarity of what you want and how you're going to get there. So, you know, like you can, you can be clear on the choices you're making because you're feeling in control. And when I come into play in that mix is like, okay, well, once we got your schedule down a little bit and I helped you kind of do that, we're going to create a plan for your overall wellness, whether it means, you know, how we're going to eat better, you know, what we're going to do activity wise, but 
like one of the biggest things that I offer in my coaching is I'm your support system throughout this. So it's not like you're dealing with it alone. It's since you have my support, I have your back, then that is going to give you the ability to have the confidence to keep going and to get to where you want to be. So it really is about harnessing the control, the clarity and the confidence, because when you do those things, you know, step by step, you will eventually not need me. Because if I was going to like, hey, can I measure something of, hey, I'm going to pay this guy to help me out. When do I know that I can stop using them and be fine? Well, I think when you have it down to a point where you are operating by yourself and self-motivating in a way that you can continue and it's on repeat, so you don't have to think about it. And you're internally motivated, you know, and, and, and you have that driving you, connected to your emotions. Like, I think that's the greatest gift I can give anyone. And that's where I want to try to get them is like, this is more of like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to dive in and we're going to switch your perspective and your you know, mindset on things in, until you can kind of harness the tools to go, hey, I got my own tool belt now. I can go build a house. And what you're doing is you're, you're really laying a strong foundation. And it's, it's crazy. If, if uh, my steps to sobriety uh, is my, my was uh, released about nearly two years ago now. And, and that first version is taken off the market because we are releasing the second version now. But it's in there, I've got a lot of micro habits, which are exactly what you're doing so it is it is as part of the the 12-step program there is actually really uh, a time when you start looking after yourself when you start doing tiny little steps but in the right direction and in uh, it is it is beautiful when you actually literally do it you literally do it uh, and and make a point of not just oh, I do it when I feel like it or when I remember it or mm-hmm. those kind of things, but when it actually becomes a natural thing for you to do, that becomes powerful, mm-hmm. incredibly powerful, and it's like a it's like a it becomes like a like a, a force of nature, and you suddenly can't stop it. You cannot stop feeling good about yourself when you actually hydrate. Uh, if you guys noticed that uh, Philip was often reaching for the water, uh, drinking, and you might think, come on, you're in the interview. Yes, you should focus on me, giving me the message that I deserve, uh, not slurping your water. No, he is right. He's right. He's looking after himself first. He has made it a habit of keeping hydrated. There you go. You, you see it in action. And it's, it's just, an, and it's funny, like that you mentioned that it's just an, like, we're able to kind of just build these like habits very easily if we associate them with doing other things. So it's like, if I already knew I was going on this podcast, okay, I'm going to fill up my glass and have it next to me. And then, so as I'm doing this, I'm able to pair this in much easier. And now it's like, I don't even realize when I'm reaching for the glass, maybe at first it was like, drink some water, drink some water, you know, kind of that, or maybe using it as kind of like a crutch as in like I needed it. But now it's like, I don't even think about it. It's like hydration, hydration, hydration. And it's, that's how you build that habit into where you don't even need to think about it anymore. But it really is those little 
small steps. And what once you kind of the best way to put it for my journey, my personal journey is when I created that morning foundation, it wasn't like, hey, like I'm gonna have all these things that I'm gonna do. It was I just want to get up before sunrise every day. That was my first initial thought. Like I want to get up for sunrise. And first I started off at like seven and then I had to push myself back about 15 minutes and I kind of just slowly did it because it doesn't just go, you don't just go like from like, you know, waking up at like nine in the morning to like five in the morning. So you got to kind of slowly transition that. But when I was able to finally get to the point of where I wanted to be time-wise and you're comfortable doing that, that's when you add the next thing in and you add the next thing on top of that. So Mm. I think the problem is that a lot of people, you know, encounter is just, they even, you can use a new year's um, resolution analogy is people set, you know, five, 10 of them, but how many people do, you know, keep them? Most people don't. Well, why don't, why don't you just set one resolution Mm. and focusing on changing that throughout the year? Mm. And it becomes much more possible um, if you focus on one thing and then you maybe add another thing mid-year if you wanted, if you did it for six months. So it's, it's that, that's the key. And the key, the key is also too, is if you see, I mean, I will say that a big part of what I've learned throughout my journey is being able to adapt and be able to adapt with what my changing desires. So if, if I'm not feeling something in the morning anymore and it's not clicking the way it did and it's not fulfilling in the way that it is, maybe I need to switch that up. So recently I've been switching it up. I used to do yoga every morning and in the, for the past three weeks now, I've been either running or biking in the morning and I'm not a big fan of running um, by any means. I've never been a big fan of running, just running, just to run. <laughs> and, but there's something about putting yourself back in that discomfort a bit and doing things that you're not used to, that you feel this sense of confidence when you finish them and you complete them. And that re-energizes you mm-hmm. and, and light you up in a different way again and, mm-hmm. and boost those endorphins or positive brain chemicals. Because for a while they were lacking and I had to realize that there was something off. Why don't we switch it up? And let's see if we can turn it back on again in a different way. And that's something that maybe you won't get right away that, you know, like until you get down the line a bit, but I think that is an important quality to have when you're trying to make changes to your life to adapt, whatever you're, you're seeing, you know, come into your, into play. Very interesting. Very cool. Very good. I like it. I like it. But guys, if you if you've listened carefully there, there are there are several themes coming through here from Philip. First of all, it is about a strategic and a, a clear plan. There are certain micro habits that that are guaranteed to make you feel better. So you need to, mm-hmm. to be open for them. Then you need to learn about them and then you need to be willing to implement them. And then you actually the important bit is to take action to actually do implement them, not just talk about them, not just buy the book and then look at the book. And now it's get the gym membership and, and think, you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I want to add one thing to that as well is I, 
I know like part of our part of ourselves are wired differently. I understand that. And some people, you know, might function better at night. Some people might function better in the morning. But I think for the majority of people, everyone could be a morning person. Everyone could be a runner. Like you could like things that you don't think. You are just so stuck in this belief system that this is what defines you and your hate for it. And I think that's kind of what I've been kind of seeing even more so with, you know, oh, I don't like running. Well, I kind of am liking it now because I like how I feel like it, it like doing it a little bit more now. And then the, the overall feeling at the end. And I think you're, you can change. You just have to be open to changing and not so stuck in the belief that you cannot, because when you are stuck in the belief that you cannot, you will never change because you're not going to pull yourself out of that. The other thing to say exactly to, to follow that through though is you sometimes, not sometimes, there are always reasons why we sabotage ourselves. This is this this kind of nagging little voice in there that tells you a whole lot of bullshit. You're not worth it. Who are you? Who are you to go out there to become an actor, a model? Come on, you know, little mm -hmm. imposter syndrome, that kind of shit happening. Mm -hmm. And that is a very, very, very real thing. How many of us are doing it, are going out there, making changes? You're actually literally changing. You're coming from that point of not so nice. And suddenly you're starting to lose the weight and you're starting to get healthier. And you're starting to get fitter and it's brilliant. And then something happens. And then something, suddenly the self-sabotage comes in with a chainsaw massacre and tries to get stop these good habits. And it's a weird, weird shit that is going on in our heads. Uh, what do you do when that hits you? Um, do you experience the same? Or what do you tell, tell, tell your clients? Hey, you know, is, how do you warn them about that? <laughs> well, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I've, I've dealt with it. I deal with it still. And um, I think one of the, the best tools that I use to combat this is to always uh, keep a journal. I keep a journal and... So I'm very, very aware, like I'm self-reflecting every day. And I think um, it's a very powerful tool to combat that because if you're self-reflecting every day and you can look back on how far you came, hmm. when you go into that, so, so say like I'm in that repeat fashion where like, hey, you know, like kind of what you just described, you know, you're at this point, you're maybe in the midway point now. And then all these things are coming in. It's because you've been on repeat for so long. Part of it is the reason why you've been on repeat so long. So now you're, you, you don't have to think about those things that you thought about at the beginning because now it's becoming easier. So now those thoughts are coming back in. Oh, like, and, and maybe you're not making as much progress anymore. Oh, you know, you have to, you have to focus on the feeling that, that you overcame and you have to focus on the things that you've been able to do. And, and I think, because that, that vision is not always going to be clear all the way over on this side. So if you can kind of look back at the, at the moments, and, and, and I think where words are very, very powerful in doing that. If you wrote them down, 
you're going to be able to connect with back, back to them in a way that will bring you back to that moment of accomplishment. Because I've been able to do that many times and be like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm here. Like, look how far I've came. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's probably one of the best things I can tell someone to do is keep a journal because A, you're going to get it out, you know, get it out in the open when you're actually feeling it. But then you're also going to document, you know, whatever it is and see that over time that you can look back on and it'll help you maybe later. Because even sometimes I go back to journals and be like, you know, maybe maybe I'm feeling off right now. I go back and it's like, wow, I was doing something right back then. Maybe I need to bring that back in, you know? And it's kind of like, oh, and I was looking at it in this way and I forgot over time. So I think it's really important to not do not live in the past, but reflect back on it and use it to boost you into the future. Beautifully said, beautifully said. That's indeed right. We keep forgetting the journey that we've been on. We are sometimes getting so so frustrated by by things. And then when you actually reflect with someone or indeed with yourself in the form of journaling, then it's amazing. I remember uh, maybe a year, two years ago, I... Uh, I felt really, really crap, and I felt really upset with someone I actually loved dearly, and so I started writing it down. And what came out of my fingers by the end of the page, I thought, "That's a heap of bullshit." But it was I needed that. I needed to actually write it out, put it into words, and see what actually comes out. And suddenly, I realized, "Hang on." That, that person actually it has nothing to do with that person it has very much to do with you what you're writing down here and it's that that kind of 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 using using a journal to to reflect is self-reflection is the best word there and you just sometimes think huh and 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 for those of you, oh God, if you are married or have a partner um who is like my wife he is uh love her to bits but she has got that neck she needs to spell things out she needs Mm -hmm. to actually put it in words and i'm of course the sounding board and that can sometimes be very traumatic and very painful for me but at the same token she says typically afterwards huh now that i've said it out loud that is if i if i get a dollar for every time now that i said it out loud um she that's her way of processing things and it's actually mm. the same as as the journaling. So whatever works for you to get clarity about the whys in your in your uh, in your life, the better it is. So find find yeah. a way to reflect. I love that. But, I no, thank you for sharing that. I mean, I think, and I just wanted to add on one thing is, um, I think like when people hit that point of you know, you know, oh, I feel like an imposter. I want to go back this way or whatever, I think it really is um, a confidence issue, to be honest. I think uh, because it's a confidence issue, but also at the same time, I think it's an issue of you're starting to see things change in a way that, because you cannot grow to to a point without leaving something behind. So maybe, maybe it is that you see what you're leaving behind and you're worried because you don't see what you what is in the future of maybe what you have, or maybe you don't see what you have very, very much right now. And that's why you're lacking that confidence that you need to keep going. So I think it really is important to kind of 
re-engage that confidence from the journaling and stuff like that and seeing and focusing on the feeling because a lot of times I got, I'll just give you an example. Like one of my clients was, you know, at the very beginning, and this is like a recent client. She was, I think she lost 10 pounds in the first like couple of weeks. And then she hit like kind of like a lapse, but it was also because she got injured and some other things, you know, happened and she didn't have the time to dedicate to like her wellness in a greater way. And I was like, well, how are you? I, I want to know how you're feeling overall, like when you do these things. Just tell me, like, once you do something, tell me how you feel. And I was like, like, or tell me how you feel overall now that you've been doing it for this long. And most times, like, people will say, I feel good. Well, I want you to focus on the feeling because the feeling is going to what it's going to make you to keep going. It's going to drive you to keep going. I think a lot of people focus sometimes like a result is a feeling. I mean, a, a feeling is a result. So like, I think if you were to focus on like, oh, I'm not where I want to be yet, maybe you're not looking at the right things. That's basically what I'm getting at is. So I think that'll help you keep going on your journey is if, if you're looking at a broader picture rather than just like, if it's very straightforward, is it weight? Is it um job is it you know this or that you know so if you focus on the bigger picture is our what is working rather than what's not working you know i think it, it will restore the confidence a bit more in you to keep going um maybe when you hit that low or being like oh i don't know if i can do it because there's been many times where i've like i've been a coach and thinking like one of my goals is to do like public speaking and you know go and do this and that and then Sometimes I'll get to the point where like, why does anyone want to listen to me, you know, and this and that. And it's like, there's so many people out there, and, you know, and you start thinking it's, but the one thing I've realized is I, it's my story. Like I'm, I'm living like, that's why someone would want to listen to me. Cause I'm, I'm living a different life than anyone else. Oh. And I, and I, and I've done things that other people haven't done. And it's like, it, that's what makes me unique and, and, and the value that I have in, in, in all the things that I've learned. And it's like, rather than being like, I'm not this person, or I'm not this, or everyone's doing the same thing. It's like, I think the more we focus on ourselves and lining up like authentically with it, then that gives you the confidence. So really, I know that was kind of like a big answer, but it really just goes back to the self-reflecting and, and just really kind of harnessing your yourself, getting to know yourself better because that's when you're going to be able to kind of say, Hey, push aside the BS and keep going. Beautifully said, beautifully said. That's exactly the, the, the way I train myself uh, to do that. Having said that it's not easy. It's these, these oh. waves of imposter <laughs> syndrome, they come exactly. over me and it's just nuts. It's nuts. And here you are, you're branching out, you're, you're branching out into modeling, you're branching out into uh, acting now. And there must be so many episodes. I mean, like, uh, nowadays, for me, public speaking, uh, holding a lecture or doing anything like that is actually fun. Uh, but there was a time when I was petrified absolutely petrified self-conscious no it was oh awful awful and so here you are you're exposing yourself to new things every new audition will be will be you know a wave of of roller coaster of emotions inevitably so how how will you deal with that (laughs) okay well the more you do it 
the more comfortable you are of doing it. Like, and, and I think for me, okay, I'm going to New York this weekend to do a job. I haven't had a job in, uh, that I've done in the modeling industry, or I mean, this is more of a commercial acting job, but I haven't had a job in the modeling industry in three and a half months. Yeah. Did I stop putting in auditions? No, I've probably put in 40 or 50 auditions since uh, then. Right. And, and obviously there's going to be a point where you do an audition and it's no, and it's no, and you get, oh, you get tired of it. And you're just like, well, maybe I'm not good. And I have those thoughts like, Am I, do, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something wrong? Well, the way I'm able to bounce back and keep myself going, and, and, and I had to get to this point, and like somewhere in that middle of that process, I was kind of hitting the low, as in, I need to re, like refocus on like, is this, am I channeling joy when I do it? Mm. Am I like really in it in that way of like, do I enjoy this? Because if I'm doing it as in like out of this like, Hey, like I'm so worried. I'm not going to be able to be uh, be good at the audition. Mm -hmm. So I have to look at it like if I'm not happy, like where I'm looking at it after I like kind of splice up the video or this and that. And I don't think that like I was channeling joy and I was like in it and being present in it. Then of course I don't think I'm going to get it because then it's like then I should probably redo it again. And and that's kind of where I got to the point where. I have to be really, really present when doing the audition and continue to keep on in that way. Because if I'm not present and I don't enjoy it, then I'm going to just fail to begin with. Because what is even the point? I'm going to get the job and, and I'd still rather like that I can get the job, but still at the same time, I won't feel connected to the job if I'm not actually enjoying and being present of it. So I think there's a really important kind of thing that you have to channel in, in that is just really channeling the joy into the thing you're doing and, and don't give up mm. because you're going to want to give up. You're going to hit a no, you're going to hit a no. And I, 40, 50 no's, that's a lot of no's. But mm. I kept reminding myself, I don't know when it's going to come but it is going to come again, you know, and, and that's, and that's all I can, and, and that's the thing that's like, all, and, and for something that's out of my control on a grander scale, like I can't, it's not like a, a bodily change where I can control this is, you know, weight loss or this and that it's in other people's hands, but I can control what I put out there. That's, that's the thing. And, and how I'm feeling, that's what I can control. So let's harness that stuff. It's beautiful, beautiful. And that is the, the don't give up. And you, it makes it so much easier if you are clear about your why, if you're clear about that you do that for yourself, that not just for, for anything else. And rejection is part and parcel of, of our life. And it is the darkness, uh, little bouts of darkness, each rejection. <laughs> and it is, it's very hard, especially for many younger people nowadays, where there's instant gratification, instant everything, and to actually uh, face uh, failure and embrace it for what it is, something that naturally will occur, inevitably will occur. And mm -hmm. learning how to deal with that That is one of the most powerful things that I guess a young person can do. And certainly when you think about the, the acting and the modeling world, uh, the industry, um, there is 
for crying out loud, take I don't know what the statistics in modeling, but certainly it, they say that for for a young band, the chance to make it big is something like one in ten thousand. Uh, so the, the odds are against you if you're playing in your band and you're going to be the new Bon yeah. Jovi. Um, it's probably not going to happen. So, but does that mean to say you should stop? Uh, because the ads are, uh, the odds are stacked against you. No, of course not. Mm -hmm. Of course not. So, but it's it's the the reality check uh, for yeah. for a, for a young person going into the modeling industry. Um, what advice would you give them how to deal with the the those mm -hmm. negative negative uh, emotions? Well, first off, I would say that. Um can't look at what everyone else is doing you know i think that's the part of the problem you know like and that and that i'm not even just talking about modeling industry i'm talking about life in general <clears throat> i think most people are looking at what other people have and what other what other things are bringing people success they're trying to replicate it mm -hmm. then they're not being authentic mm -hmm. um i uh so i caught myself doing that at a couple times and then especially in the modeling industry um not at first. At first, it'd be very authentic. And I think that's where it got me into it, into the modeling industry, because I was being mean. I had that drive to get into it. Mm -hmm. um, but even recently, like, and, and this is maybe more so not from the modeling standpoint, but just from the creative standpoint, I had, I deleted my Instagram account. Um, I've, ha I've been off of it for the last 30 days, um, or yeah, nowadays, like 22, I think today. And I did it even though like a, a big part of people would say, Hey, like you need that to promote your coaching. You need this to do that. Well, part of me thinks, well, not if it's not helping me. And mm -hmm. if it's not, you know, helping my well being, then no, I don't need it. Nice. And, nice. and I think too, I think too also is by being off there and thinking that if I'm on there, I'm thinking that I have to follow what all these other coaches are doing and to stay relevant or this and that well maybe getting off there is going to help me think outside the box and put myself in a different position to figure it out and it's honestly been one of the best experiences that i've had to to get off there because i've i'm not looking at what other people are doing every yeah. day i'm literally focusing on me and what i can do and in in that moment and sometimes it's tough to, to deal with you know like you you can say hey i want connection you know, on a greater scale, that's why I go on social media, but the connection I want is not on there. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yes. And, 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 and that's just like, you know, even though I sidetracked a bit, you know, it all comes back to just, you know, if you're a if you're, you know, an aspiring model, you know, Hey, do you have the measurements or whatever that you need to maybe even be a model first consider that? Like I was, I was fortunate that I was tall you know, and then I was already taking care of my body in a way where I fit into the industry really well. Um, but when you go from like, if you, if you have this mindset, like maybe you just enjoy modeling and, and that's something you like enjoy doing and it's your creative passion. I say roll with it because you know what, when I started becoming a model, I never thought, Hey, I can't wait. This is my big goal modeling in life. It was never that it was like, well, wow, maybe let's see where this takes me. It'll maybe open up opportunities up other doors. Mm -hmm. So by you doing something you love, which I was doing, it brought me so much more love. So I would give that piece of advice to anyone 
if you really love it and you're connected to it, you're doing it out of love, do it. If you're not connected to it and you're doing it for other reasons, then you're basically setting yourself up for failure in some sort of way because you're not going to get the love that you want, you know? So that, and then, and then going into it, realize that it's, it's not the end all like people pay me for pictures. That doesn't make me any different of a person than other, you know, other people like, and that's the thing. It's like, I was, I almost take more value in, in what the coaching I do or the writing that I do or whatever I do that actually uses more of my mind mm. than, hey, if someone wants to take pictures of me, great. That doesn't make me a better person than anyone mm. else. It doesn't make me have a better lifestyle than anyone else. Mm. I've, I've gone through a lot of crap to be a model and it's not a very luxurious lifestyle <laughs> in by any means. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, it, and, and I think that's the thing is people think, oh, you're a model in New York. It's so fancy and it's this and that. It's like, no, like it's a job. And most of the time you spend your job is to find other jobs. That's not, that's like 90% of your job is to market yourself in a way that is going to get you more work, whether mm -hmm. in, in, it's not, Hey, I'm going out and hanging out with models all night and this and that it literally is. If you want to be successful, mm -hmm. it is a job and, and it takes effort. So true. So true. Um, I, I am standing on the other side of the lens. I love my photography and we do lots of model shoots. Uh, and it is, it is hard work. It is hard work. It can be boring for the model to stand there whilst we get the lighting set up. And if you're on, on location somewhere to get it all done, there's, the, you know, there might be <laughs> recently I, I did a model photo shoot where I ended up uh, being being made up as kin, uh, in Kintsugi, um, the Japanese um principle of the broken things can still be beautiful so it was the, the the thing of having a broken vase and it's being glued with gold and it is actually a beautiful beautiful principle so i was being made up in as as completely gray uh clay so to speak and then broken lines through there that took me about three and a half hours with the, the makeup artist to get me sort of to, from, from top to, to belly button in, in quite a freezing room. Um, and it was, it wasn't particularly fun. Okay. <laughs> it was three and a half hours of, of, well, we made it fun because we, we joked around and we had a good time, but <laughs> okay. This is the reality. This is the reality for, for you know, half an hour, an hour of, of shooting. So it's interesting. Yeah, and, and a, lot of, a lot of people and like, I mean, if I was to say, like, I, I put in 40 or 50 auditions and I'm going to hit one, like, it, it, it is the reality. You're going to get a lot of no's and, but you, you can't take it personally because honestly, like, I can say most of the times, like, even though I don't know, I have to believe that whatever didn't happen, it's because it's not because of me. It's because of that wasn't the look they were looking for. That wasn't this, that it didn't, I didn't fit into what they needed. That doesn't make me have any less value. But when I did hit something, I am so grateful for it. And that's, I think, the thing that like anything in life, the, the work, and if you put in forth that effort and you get to that end point after you put in all this effort, mm. 
you are more grateful for it. And most likely you're going to hold on to that feeling mm. and, and really bask in it. And so like, say you set a mini goal of, you know, and I can relate this to health. Say you set a mini goal of 20 pounds and it takes you a year to do it. You are going to be so grateful for that feeling. And then you're going to see that it's possible. So I see mm. that it's possible that I can get another job again. Yeah. Yeah. And that means it's possible to get another one. And, and then, and then you keep going from there. So it, that's, that's the thing is you have to lean into that feeling of the gratitude for it as well, because then it is going to make it, you know, like, Hey, this is not, a, this is not an easy job. Like what you said with the makeup, yeah, not an easy job. Well, you're going to have some fun with it and you're going to say, Oh, well, maybe, maybe I'm grateful for the people that, you know, put the makeup on Maybe I'm grateful for, you know, Exactly. other people that actually do this every day but i'm actually really now more well folks on the grateful like obviously i have the job i'm grateful for the team that comes together um, because i realize that it's not like if if i was given one more piece of advice for like someone that was like starting out is like it's not just you uh, it's everyone else yeah. that actually makes the thing happen with a lighting guy the cameraman it's like those are the things that i am so very present for and notice now that I'm like, this is, this is why it, everything works. I'm not just the main star. Mm. I am a player. Mm. That's what, and that's, that's the attitude you have to have, mm. I think, to go into anything, because why do you think like, you know, you think about LeBron James or someone like that. It's like, yeah, he's the star of the basketball team, but at the end of the day, he is a teammate and he focuses on being the teammate you can be the star, but you can be the teammate. So I think that's the focus on anything in life is you need to be the team player in a way that you're going to fit in the mold and make everything come together more, you know, in the way that you, you desire. So th there, I know there's a lot into that, you know, to dissect into that, but, you know, just realize that it's not, you know, the world doesn't revolve around you. And I think the more that you can put yourself in that position, <laughs> I think the more you can put yourself in that position in anything in life, yeah. then the, then you're setting yourself up for success in, in greater ways of growth. Exactly. Uh, beautifully said. Philip, uh, you, you, you really went with me deep into all these principles. And it's so lovely because by actually demystifying wellness and showing it as a systematic uh, kind of matrix where you say, okay, I want physically to be healthy, therefore sleep, hydration, nutrition, uh, exercise, bang. I want to be creative, creatively healthy. What does that mean? Uh, it still starts with sleep because if you're completely zonked and you're not very creative, rest assured, I, I know that for sure. Exactly. Uh, but it's, it's again, so you actually do the same with your relationships, with your self-love, with all these kind of things. And when you actually break mm -hmm. it down, you realize it's not that kind of mythical, I need to climb a mountain and sit in the Buddha position on the very top of the mountain, nah, nah. you need to show up. I think that's the, the start and you need to be humble and aware mm -hmm. and think of small steps. And today we've, we've dissected them and made them easy for you to understand. And, mm -hmm. but only because they are small steps and because they are simple steps doesn't mean you can just jump over them. Oh, no, no, no. I want, I want the real progress. No, sorry, guys. 
sorry guys, <laughs> you try that and you end up in thin eyes because you haven't laid the foundation. Let's be very clear about that. And more important, I think what, what uh, both Philip and I have figured out in our lives that you really need a wingman. You need someone who is by your side, at your side and is supporting you and is showing you those things that you do well more importantly, maybe pointing out those things that are not so well, or those <laughs> things that that you have looked uh, overlooked, or you know, it's sometimes so important to hear what someone says, but it's even more important to hear what someone doesn't say. <laughs> so that's these are the things. So therefore, you can't do it alone. Massive change is waiting for you. There's no doubt. You want it. You really want it. Find your why and find someone who can guide you, then it's virtually inevitable that you are becoming a new person. And typically, if you go in the right direction, that person, wow, you have no idea yet what happens. Because once you're on that journey, new opportunities open up. And oh, suddenly, yeah. isn't it? It's cool. It's, it's I don't addictive. Even know. I, don't even know. I don't even know what to expect next, to be honest. Well, exactly. And that's and that's the beauty of life. It's like when you on that journey, it's like then really like the world is your oyster. Uh, exactly. And it sounds like a cliche, but it isn't. It isn't because you start connecting with people and with people who are different. You in the past, you chose to connect with party people and you surrounded yourself with party and you had party. What was to happen if you now surround yourself with other people who have got equally the goal of actually becoming better beings themselves. So mm -hmm. what would such a, a clique, such a, a brotherhood or sisterhood feel like? Wouldn't that be empowering? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be, be wow, hey, I've learned something. And that's that's why I do this show. I meet all these, these crazy, fantastic people who I, oh, they, they, they give me ideas. They give me, they open up my eyes. Uh, Philip, we've talked about principles. I, I wrote about these principles. These, you know, I, I've written them. And yet you have taught me so much about exactly the same thing. You've reinforced why it is so important. You have done, you have helped me today heaps. And how beautiful is that? For that, I'm so grateful. Um, and guys out there, so don't disregard uh, the, the, those, those little things. They are, they are of such crucial, crucial importance. And go out there, embrace that 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 life. You can do it. I know it. It is just it. It doesn't feel like it now. The reason that you watch that video is obviously that you're that you're not happy at the moment. That things are not so well in your life. Uh, I'm so pleased for you, because that is that place of discomfort from which change happens. If you're comfortable where you are, well, nothing will change. Okay. So therefore, it is, I'm pleased for you. So now, where do you want to go? Who do you want to be when you grow up? It doesn't matter if you're 70 or 17. Uh, who do you want to be? Eh? So it is, it is fantastic. So Philip, if, if people say, yeah, that all makes a hell of a lot of sense, how can they get hold of you? Okay. Um... Well, right now, I'd say uh, don't go to my Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, would say, I would just say go to my website, philipmangan.com, and uh, 
you can book a, a call with me on there, a free call. And uh, also I offer a free uh, ebook on how to build a healthy morning routine. Um, so give you a little bit of uh, tips right there just to start, but you know, just go to my website, book a call. You can browse my Instagram and there's a link on there as well. A lot of uh, informational videos and stuff like that, that I've created. Um, so you can kind of get to know me a bit better mm. and, um, but yeah, I'd love to chat with anyone that's looking for a wingman, or maybe you don't even know that you're looking for a wingman right now. And you just, um, mm. you know, know that you need something. Beautifully said. And guys, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast, because all the links are filled out down there. Uh, bar the Instagram, I will check that out. <laughs> and it is what it is. And it, it, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. Here you have got um, someone who can assist you, someone who's at your side. And maybe prior to listening to this interview, you felt you're all alone. And you felt there's not really so much hope and, and how the hell do I start this tackling that huge hurdle there, which might be the weight loss or might be your self-consciousness or, or, you know, there's so many things that we all are battling with every single one of us. Um, so make, make a, a tiny step, make a tiny start. You did that already by listening to that video, by watching that video why not make the next step and connect with Philip or learn from what you have, what you have just heard and create your own first step. But the important bit is take that first step, whatever it is. And you have assessed. Now you make a step and then you reassess. Is that going the right direction? How did that feel now that you've made that little change? And chances are, if, if it's in the right direction, it will start feeling good. And you do the next one and the next one and the next one. You have no idea where that path leads you. So, uh, Philip, I'm so grateful that you came onto my show. I'm really, really grateful. This was, this was a lovely, lovely deep dive into the healthy habits that can. Wow, so it was, I enjoyed it. Really, thank you so much for having me on. It's a good, good chat for sure. Oh, fantastic. And you guys out there, please look after yourself in the truest meaning of the word. I know you can do it. I believe in you guys. Stay strong and take action. Take action in the right direction. And who knows, one day you might be on my show and you're actually saying, you know, uh, <laughs> I was there and then I did that and now I'm here. How cool is that? What, what stops you? Hey. <laughs> So you guys out there, look after yourself and Philip, the same to you. Good luck with your with the weekend. And Appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Look after yourself. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>